officially kick this thing off. I want to say this is Friday, Friday. It is May 7th. Welcome to Success Never Sleeps. I am, as always, Brandon Beliso. This is our weekly Q&A. And normally I hold down the fort, but when I see something amazing and I see people doing amazing work in our industry, I can't help but, you know, share the spotlight and, and give a lot of love to people um, that are really making a difference in our industry and that I really believe are here to help us be better at what we do. Cool? So let me kind of go through the rings. Uh, I got to thank all my sponsors. Without my sponsors, there'd be no show. All right, so uh, let me get in here and thank my sponsors. We have none other than who? My studio, my studio. My studio, Tule and the gang. I love Brother Two. Uh, we just signed a new influencer deal with my studio. They are our exclusive CRM sponsor. So thank you to Two and them. I think what they're doing is extremely innovative and disruptive when they came out with their CRM app-based system in an app platform. That was really innovative for our industry and they continue to innovate and innovate and innovate and innovate. And that's how you really know great software. It's kind of like your iPhone. You're always getting updates, 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 updates. I think that's the earmark of a great software company. If they're not upgrading their product, then I would head the other way. Because we know with technology, it's changing dramatically 24 7, 365. It's always changing. And the great example of that, just look at your iPhone, right? I think I get an update every week now. So that's a sign of, of an innovative company that is on the tip of disruption. And that's real powerful for me. We also have Kids Love Life Skills, simply the best in character development. If you're not using Kids Love Life Skills, it's time to get on board. I had one of our partners say to us that, you know, People used to walk around my community and say, hey, you're that karate guy, huh? But now you know what they do? They walk around the community and say, you're that life skills educator. And that's powerful. If we want to separate ourselves from any other child's activity out there, no matter what it is, softball, uh, gymnastics, anything like that, I think it's really, really important that we understand we, we need to separate ourselves. And it's not, you can't just simply hang discipline on a wall and think you're teaching discipline because you're not, you're not right? You, you simply are not. So I want to be mindful of that in, in everything that I do. Cool, cool, cool. All right. And last but not least, LC Accounting, my sister over at LC Accounting. Um, what my sister does is, is truly amazing. She's a martial artist. She takes Kenpo and Jiu-Jitsu and she does MMA as well. So uh, she understands the small school learning. You know, my, my heart and soul is with the small school owner. I cut my teeth in my grandma's restaurants. I've been in small businesses my whole life. I've owned several small businesses, not just martial arts schools. And so for me, um, I have a deep kinship to see the small school owner be successful. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So who else do I need to think? As I take care of all this, I just want to get Chris in here. That's all I want to do. But I got to do what I got to do. All right. So I, I want to let you know, it's time live change my event in November. The four-day event is sold out. Yeah. Can you believe it? It's, it's sold out. We sold out the four-day event, so all those spots are taken. We now have the two-day event, Saturday and Sunday, and you still get the gift of Sam On. Sam On is an amazing soul when it comes to finances. He's taken one school, 100 students, and over a 30-year period, this man is a multimillionaire, and I know that for a fact, for a fact. So Sam will be gracing the stage with me uh, for the two-day event as well. It's an amazing experience. It's something you really want to come to. You know, I'm, I'm of the school thought of the school of thought, and disruption that it's really about the smaller venue. You get to see what we do firsthand, as well as you get to spend some quality time in a very focused group, a very small group 
the two-day event, we're going to hold uh, 50 to 60 people at this location. The four-day event, as I shared, is sold out. If you want to be part of that, Marco, go ahead and, and put that in the um, comments so people get that one as well. Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? I hope not. All right, so let me see if I can get Chris in here, and, and I'm going to change the stage a little bit. There she is. What's And Chris, I'm going to try to get my volume right on this thing. I hope not. Can you hear me? All right, so let me see if I can get Chris in here, and, and I'm going to change the stage a little bit. I'm going to fix something here. Hang on, Chris. There she is. What's And Chris, I'm going to try to get my volume right on this thing. Oh, no. Can you hear me? All right, so let me see if I can get Chris in here. Yes, sir. Can you hear you loud and clear? There you go. So I'm going to mute my Facebook Live. Yeah, but we're trying to go through Zoom. We were using B Live for a while. Can you hear me, Chris? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. You are there. Cool, cool, cool. So what's happening? Just another uh, another beautiful day. It actually is, you know, typically in Florida, it's ridiculously hot. And over the last couple of weeks, it has been. But today was a beautiful day. Um, my uh, middle son that I'm a bonus mom to came to me a couple weeks ago. And our schedules are really off. He works at the academy at, at night. And, and I'm here in the GrowPro offices during the day. And we don't see a lot of each other during the week. And he said he really missed me and he wanted to hang out with me more, you know, for an 18 year old to, to say that I thought, man, that was really, really awesome. So uh, every week now we've been hitting lunch together and we took it down to a park right on the water today. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to, to do that. I think that's one of the coolest aspects of being an entrepreneur, um, getting to set your own schedule. So uh, it's been a beautiful day today. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I mean, I haven't worked for anybody since my early 20s, probably, yeah, my early 20s now. And I've, all, you know, I owned a DJ company for 15 years. Um, I had a record deal in, in, in Asia. So for me, I don't, I don't know if I could ever work for anybody. I, I just, I, I don't think that's, 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 that's in my DNA. So the fact that you can do that every Friday and you have that commitment and within HR, I think the first thing you're going to tell me, Chris, is every Friday we go down on the mat and we roll. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, you know, we actually have the DJ thing in common. Um, when I was in high really? school, yeah, I was. Um, I've I've been playing the piano since I was uh, ten years old. So martial arts and music were always a really big part of my life. Um, learning how to read music, you know, once you learn how to play the piano, you can really play any other instrument. Um, so I learned how to play the guitar, the violin, and then in high school, I played the trumpet in my band and uh, in our high school band, and I actually. Uh, got to be the drum major, the conductor. So it was a really great experience. But throughout that, I, you know, just fell in love with music and we started DJing on the weekend. And we had a company called Hit and Run Entertainment. And I had a, uh, an SUV that was completely stickered out. It had the lights underneath, big 15 inch subwoofers in the back. And every weekend we would go out and DJ. I had a partner and we would make a hundred bucks an hour. And I mean, as a high school kid making a hundred dollars an hour to play some music, it was, uh, it was really my first taste of, of being an entrepreneur, which was, uh, you know, I mean, life-changing obviously. Yeah. I think for me, what it was, I was working for this guy who came out of the military, started the first mobile DJs, what they were called in the late seventies. And then I worked and I managed his company from one truck to 20 trucks and we're running wow. 40 employees doing 300 shows a month. 300 That's a lot of shows. <laughs> weddings, bar mitzvahs, company parties, anything and everything. A lot of high schools, junior high schools, things like that. 
So I did 1,500 weddings in my day. That's insane. Right? First dance, cake cutting, bouquet garter, I did it all. So Chris, you know, we have over 1,500 people closing in on 16 now at the Disruptor Group. I have 4,000 my fan page, another 4,000 here on my personal page. So people are tuning in. You know, just the long and short, what do you think are the biggest challenges, first of all, facing the small school owner when it comes to social media? What do you think we're really off on? You know, I, I like playing upon my strengths, but my, 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 my strengths, but what do you think is the weakest link in our game right now? Yeah, I think uh, so. I think there's a couple. Uh, first and foremost, depending on the age of the small business owner, um, some people are fighting an uphill battle, right? So when I was in uh, elementary school, I had a computer in my bedroom. Like I grew up being on a computer. Um, my parents probably allowed me to have access to the internet a little bit too soon. But because of that, I just naturally, you know, grew up to learn how to use it. So I think for some of our more vintage school owners who did not grow up with having a computer, um, it's just it's not as natural to them. And, um, you know, I, I think of the, the big issue with social media is it's consistently changing. It's always evolving the way that the Facebook ads manager looks today is different than how it looks six months ago. The way that our business page um, last year, Facebook did a huge update to the layout of the back end of your Facebook business page um, before, like all of the navigation was up at the top. Now it's over on the left hand column and pretty much, you know, on a monthly or every couple of months basis, it's evolving. And that's just the world that we live in now with technology. Things are always going to get better. It's always going to evolve. And it's a lot to keep up with. And with all of the different hats that we wear as school owners, uh, a lot of times social media just gets put to the back burner because, hey, I, you know, I want to retain this student or I want to sign this new student up. And you're not really thinking about, you know, posting on social media. So I think that's one. It's the ever evolving aspect of tech and social media that can make it very difficult for school owners to feel like they're getting any traction because it's like once you learn it, well, then it's 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 changing again. Um, I actually used to teach an eight week marketing mastermind course, right. and I've had, you know, a few hundred school owners go through it four weeks on Facebook, two weeks on Google, two weeks on Instagram. And the last one I taught was uh, it was ending right when COVID was was happening. And I record it. And in the past, I've sold it. And I've had a few people reach out to me and say, Chris, like, you know, I'd love to take your eight week marketing mastermind. When are you going to do the next one? Well, I've been holding off because of this iOS 14 update. And I don't want to charge somebody to do something that isn't going to be relevant in three months, six months, nine months from now. I just don't think that's that's good business. Um, so I think that that's really the, the biggest hurdle for school owners is, you know, it's a, you have to dedicate a lot of time and, and research to really master it. And we know that, right? I mean, we know that it takes time and effort and dedication and commitment to master the martial arts. Your business is no different. Marketing is no different. And I think it just can be very frustrating when, oh, I finally learned how to do something and then it changes. Um, so I think that's, you know, one of the biggest issues. You know, Chris, but I, I, I think because I'm so passionate about that, you know, I grew up when there were no computers. I grew up when I didn't have a cell phone. So I'm going to call, you know, 
I'm going to call people out on that. I'm 59 years old and I'm on the tip of this stuff all the time because I recognize, and if COVID hasn't taught us anything, is that all bets are off. Well, the way we did business a year ago is never going to be that way again. Business has changed dramatically. We have verticals like virtual. We're teaching out in parks. We're everywhere. So I think all bets are off and it's a really unique opportunity to reinvent ourselves completely. And I get that all the time because I work with a lot of old dogs in the industry and they don't want to do this. They're still telling me that you can't learn online. I'm going, man, we're running 600 people online. We just now opened in San Francisco, just now opened, but we're still running 800 students between two locations. So that's got to change. And that mindset, you know, everyone says in the industry, I'm the master of the mindset. And I'm always reinventing my mindset because you're right. That's probably the biggest hurdle is that is it's frustrating. The minute you think you learn something, boom, it changes again and it changes again. But like Bruce Lee said, when in a cup, be in a cup, when in a bowl, become a ball. I think we need to be fluid or we're not going to survive. Don't you agree with uh, that? Yeah, 100 percent. Right. I mean, Darwin said it best. It's not the strongest. It's the most adaptable. And you know, um, I, I truly believe if we look back on 2020, um, the business owner and entrepreneur that many school owners were in March of 2020 is a lot different than who they are today in regards to the skills that they learned how to master because they really had no other choice. Um, so I, I think it's, it's definitely an issue, but it's one that you can overcome. And like you said, you just have to have the right mindset to be able to do that. So Chris, I, I mean, I, I don't want to sell anything, but I want to sell something. When do you think you're going to have that next course out? Yeah. So what I'm really looking for, the iOS 14 update was just right. released last week, right? So that is a prompt that if you're an Apple user, it will now pop up on your phone and it's going to ask you if you want to be tracked. So what I'm waiting for is data, right? Um, I want to make decisions in my business that is backed by data. Um, I say all the time, math is the path. So once we see what the effects are of this iOS 14 update, then I'll look into it. Definitely we'll do it before the end of the year. But again, you know, this is something that, you know, all marketing agencies, we're all navigating together for the first time. So we just need more data to see what really is being impacted and then once you can see what's really being impacted, then you can make a game plan moving forward. Well, I, I, um, I think, you know, being a huge Apple fan, I mean, one of the things I did over a decade ago, I kid you not, I take a little journal and I would sit in an Apple store and I would just write the way their energy flowed, the way they did stuff, because I think it's an amazing business model. And I think it's much like them, you know, again, making their own processors in, in their computers. Now, I think they're just, it's another way to monopolize. We're going to have to buy Apple ads. I think that's going to be the next thing happening, don't you think? It could. I mean, we're, like I said, we don't have enough data to see which way this is going to go. Um, you know, Facebook, I wouldn't count them out, right? Ads is, is how they make their money. And, um, you know, what's crazy is they have been so much more proactive in helping marketers. I literally have gotten a call from Facebook every two weeks. Since this iOS update, we have our own Facebook, you know, manager that reaches out, sends emails. They never did that prior yeah. to this iOS 14 update. Yeah. Um, so they're, they, you know, I think they're, they're trying to help us because they want us to be successful because they want us to continue to advertise on the platform. So, um, you know, I wouldn't count Zuck out. I, I, I know that we're going to be able to figure out a way to 
um, you know, overcome the lack of data because that's ultimately what's happening, right? When people opt out, we're now getting less data. And we really use that data as marketers to be able to create audiences that we want to, you know, show offers to. Um, so it's going to be interesting over the next couple of months to see how everything unfolds. But with that being said, right, I'm a huge proponent of Facebook. I, I love Facebook, but that doesn't mean I have all my eggs in one basket. And COVID should have showed school owners that there were a lot of school owners who were not online, school owners that didn't have the ability to collect money online, right? They were doing all in-house and all cash, right? You have to evolve. And, um, you know, we can't have all of our marketing with just one channel, especially a channel you don't own. You don't own Facebook. You don't own Google. Um, you own your email list, which is why you should always be growing your email list. That's something that, you know, Zuckerberg can't take away. Google can't take away your email list. You own that. Um, but it's important that you are in these other channels because it could happen. You know, they could say, hey, if you want to advertise on Facebook, you have to have a minimum ad spend of $3,000 a month. If they did that, that would put a lot of small businesses out. So, um, you know, we want to have lines out in the ocean, but they've got to be different channels. Cool. So that leads me to that first question. What do you think? What are the must social media platforms, martial arts school, school, schools should focus on and why? Yeah, I mean, you got to focus on the platforms where your audiences are, right? And when you think about where are your audiences, for me, um, my particular avatar, right? We are predominantly a family BJJ and MMA school, which is usually different. Most BJJ and MMA schools, they focus predominantly on their adult programs. We don't. We're about, you know, 75, 25% split. So I know moms predominantly are on Facebook. I know they're on Instagram. Those yeah. are the two main platforms, you know, and then you see TikTok come out, right? And when TikTok came out, all these school owners are like, Chris, should I be on TikTok? Should I be on TikTok? Like, no, the 10-year-olds and the 15-year-olds are, are on TikTok, okay? So I don't think it's an area that, uh, and have you ever been on TikTok, sir? Just kind of curious. Yeah, once or twice. Yeah, and, and I don't like it. I don't think it serves our audience at all. No, and what, what, what I've been on it once and I got sucked in to that TikTok vortex and it was like 45 minutes like went by like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a time vampire. I don't want that in my life. Um, but I do think the, the channel that not enough school owners are leveraging is YouTube. Um, you know, we've got to start building a presence on YouTube if you haven't already. Um, and because of the changes with Facebook, more than likely advertising on the platform is going to potentially increase. I mean, the wild, wild west days of, you know, back in 2013, 14, 15 of just throwing up any type of ad and being able to like get leads for, you know, a quarter that's gone. I mean, it's just, you know, and the reason is there's more people on the platform. There's more businesses on the platform and there's more marketers on the platform and it's an auction. I mean, it's supply and demand. So if there are other people that are vying for the attention of the audience I want, and that doesn't even necessarily mean just martial arts schools, right? The dance schools, the gymnastics schools, the bounce house places, the trampoline arenas, those are all businesses that want the same audience that we do. 
that can ultimately in, increase your, you know, your, your cost to advertise on the platform. Um, one of my favorite quotes is by Dan Kennedy, and he says that the business that can pay the most for the customer will acquire it. Meaning if I can pay $100 to acquire the customer and you can only pay 80, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you out. But that's not necessarily a game that small businesses really want to play. So we want to look at the other platforms that are out there that could potentially lower our cost per leads and cost per acquisition. I think the main reason why YouTube hasn't been really tapped by our industry is because it is a video platform. And that's a hurdle for some school owners to be able to either one, feel confident on video or two, hire a videographer to come in and be able to produce content um, that they can put out there. Um, you know, so I do think that, um, you know, Google isn't considered social media, right? It's a, it's a search engine. Uh, but in, in my opinion, those are the four places you've got to be Facebook, Instagram, Google, and YouTube. And we just started running YouTube ads. So I'm a huge advocate of YouTube. You know, it's what's weird. YouTube is literally a mile that way. Facebook is literally 20 minutes that way. And I've been on both campuses. So oh, I'm really cool. in tune to it. So I dig it a lot. Um, talk a little bit to me about the whole thing that's happening when you do a post at Facebook. How much of your actual audience is seeing that now? Is it 10%? I heard you talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's actually, unfortunately, a little bit lower than that. So, you know, when I used to teach posting on social media, I was a big component. Listen, you've got to be posting every day. There are some people that'll tell you, you need to be posting three or five times a day. Gary Vee, Gary Vee, right? Yep, you know, and uh, the, the issue is that because there's more people on the platform, more businesses on the platform, and more marketers on the platform, that news feed is real estate, and it's limited. Right. So the Facebook algorithm, every time you log on Facebook, it, you know, does its little, you know, math in its in its brain and it's deciding what it's going to put in front of you based off of the behaviors that you've done in the past. Right. That's why if, you know, you're looking for a vacuum and you're on a website that has the pixel, you go online, there's an ad for a vacuum. Right. And now you're seeing all different sorts of home improvement ads. Right. You kind of get stuck in that bubble. But Facebook is basically telling businesses, hey, you know, this news feed is limited real estate. If you want us to put you in front of your followers, you got to pay. It's a pay to play flat platform because there's limited amount. So we recently went to um, one of one of our core uh, values here at GrowPro is continuous growth. We continually grow for the customer, ourselves and the business. That's one of our core values. So. I very heavily am a huge proponent of taking time, like, you know, between nine to five and training my team to not just become better marketers, but to become better human beings. On Mondays, we do a personal development session together where I train them on a different personal development topic because I know that, man, if they work harder on themselves, everything else in their life is going to level up, including what they're able to do for the company. So we always are looking for different conferences to go to. And Social Media Marketing World had a conference about a month and a half ago that we committed to. And, and we you know, watched all of the, of the uh, training sessions. And uh, there's a, a woman that was on there and she was talking about organic reach. And the actual stat is 5.8% of wow. your followers will wow. see your posts. So 
If you're sitting there spending all of this time and energy and creativity to create these posts, but only 5% of your followers are seeing it. Is it always the same 5% though, Chris? Is it always the same 5%? Or if you post, then you see 5%. You post again, a different 5% see it. You post again. I don't know the exact answer to that. I just know that only about 5% of your followers. Now, the more your followers engage with your page, then the more they will start seeing what you're putting out. But this is why boosting posts, which we have to understand what the purpose of boosting a post is, right? I hear school owners all the time, Chris, I did a post and I boosted it for 50 bucks and I didn't get one lead. Well, you have to understand that when you boost a post, it is under the objective of engagement. And there are 11 different objectives that you can choose when doing paid advertising on the platform, okay? And boosting is under the engagement objective. So what does engagement mean? Engagement means it's gonna help you get likes and hearts and laughs and comments and shares. Did it say lead? It did not say lead, right? Now, can you turn a comment into a lead? Yes, you can, but it's gonna take some work. It's gonna take conversation. It's going to take you getting to know what that person's pain point is. And starting that conversation with them in the comments can allow you to get into their DMs. And then from their DMs, now you can get their contact information to turn them into a lead. So boosting a post is ultimately going to allow you to get it out in front of more than just 5.8%. And it's really just going to give you an opportunity to start a conversation. And at the end of the day, when you think about what, what we really are in the business of, we're in the business of relationships yes. and relationships are going to be built off of communication. So it gives oh. you that opportunity to open that dialogue. I say that, that one all sense? the time, you know, and it trips people out. I say, you know, I'm not into leads. I'm not into trials. I'm not into students. I'm into cultivating relationships. So I'm willing to spend that time to do an organic post that just engages. Not everything should be buy, 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 collect your lead. And I get that all the time. You know, small example, we have four or five cotton candy machines that used to rotate out of Little League openers, all this. Someone said, what's your ROI on cotton candy? And I looked at him, I said, that's not the purpose of that. The purpose of that is to engage people, connect, contribute, give back to the community. Because, you know, we're trying to own that three to five mile radius of our brick and mortar location. So we're very passionate about that. And I think that's a huge mindset shift. I think if every school owner would stop simply posting to get more leads, posting because I'm trying to sell something, that would earn that trust. And people would make, like you said, that engagement, my avatar is that mom. She's going to go, oh, well, you know, the, I have an emotional connection when I see a kid smiling, you know, instead of 1999, three classes and, and a uniform. You know, by far. So I agree with you. The relationship thing for me is huge, but that means moving from what? The hunter mentality to the farmer mentality, right? The hunter, kill, go hunt, kill, hunt, kill, close the deal, move on. But the farmer is willing to cultivate and plant and wait until that. You know, I can't tug at a young sapling and say, give me fruit, give me fruit, give me fruit. <laughs> I'm willing till it comes to fruition, right? So I think that's the big mindset shift that I try to preach and teach and share with people is that, you know, don't always just try to get leads. I don't want leads because I can get you hundreds of leads. 
you know, it's not, you really want those quality leads. And that's when you, when you and Steven did that thing on Google, it really excited me because we've been spending a lot of time at Google, you know, really cultivating that. Because when I go to Google and search for something, I'm specifically there. So I'm looking for martial arts in San Francisco for kids. I want to be at the top of that. So you talk a little bit about the three pack you shared that I thought was, that was one of my most brilliant takeaways that you offered. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I mean, you just said it right. When somebody's going to Google, they have an intent. And I look at Google as your today buyers. Those are people that are ready to rock and roll. They're the ones that are Googling martial arts near me or martial arts in this zip code. And Facebook is really what I would consider your your future buyers, where you're planting that seed, right? You use the analogy of being in a farmer mindset. Um, for me, I want to be in people's mental Rolodex. Okay. And I think there's this misconception that, oh, if somebody's looking for a martial arts school, the first place they're going to Google, the first place they're going is their mental Rolodex. And they're going to be thinking, oh, wasn't there that martial arts school at the spring festival? They had that cotton candy machine and Right now I'm in their mental Rolodex. So that's ultimately where I want to be. And that's why you want to be on these different platforms. But when somebody specifically goes to Google, it's because they have an intent. And there's three places you can show up on that search engine results page all the way at the top. But if you want to show up all the way at the top, you got to pay to play. You got to give Google their money. Right. Then you have the three pack, which has to do with uh, Google Maps. And there are there's an algorithm that decides, you know, what is going to show when somebody Googles. The person's location plays a role in that. If I Google martial arts schools in San Francisco and I'm out in Tampa, Florida, what it's going to show me is going to be slightly different than I, if I was in the north end of San Francisco and I was looking for it. So location does matter. But the other way to get on that three pack is with Google reviews. Now, this is something that not a lot of people know. But in the home services sector in Google, right, HVAC, plumbing, maids, you know, concrete services, Google has actually released what they call Google badges. And if you have the most reviews in your area, you can get a little Google badge that says top rated maid service, top rated plumbing service. They have not released this into martial arts or, you know, like other brick and mortars. But if they're doing that in the home services, it's probably going to trickle into other industries as well, which is another reason why you really want to be ahead on your Google reviews, because not only will it allow you to have a better chance of populating on that three pack, how cool would it be if you had a badge that said top rated martial arts school? So that's another reason. Five stars, right? We want those five stars. And if that's still hold true, what is it? Nine reviews? Once you get nine reviews, they'll put your star ranking. How many reviews before you actually see the star? Yeah, I think it's around there. You know, you've got to have a handful of reviews before it'll, uh, you know, before it'll populate. Um, I actually got a a message from a a client yesterday and a, a um, a student from a competing school. He went and like searched this person's name and found a mutual friend with the school owner, left a one star review. And he has a ton of five-star reviews, but it dropped them down from a 5.0 to a 4.9. And that's super frustrating, right? Especially, hey, if I get a one-star review and we earn that one-star review, that's one thing, right? We've got to go back to the drawing board and figure out why that happened. 
But if it's, you know, a spam review like that, that can be very frustrating. And with Google reviews, it's very much like your report card where you can have all A's and one F and it brings you down to like a C plus or a B minus. Same thing happens with your Google reviews. You can have a ton of five star, but you get one one star and it can drop you down to that 4.9, which is why it's so important to build these systems and, and processes into your school. And the, the, all I did with my team is I said this, guys, anytime somebody compliments us, whether it's a class, whether it's an event, whether it's the way that we handle the situation, anytime somebody compliments us, that is your opportunity to ask the parent, not for a five-star review, but to ask them to share their story online because it would be very helpful for other people in our community. And it, I mean, you know, everybody's looking for the hack. Like, that's the hack. If you hear something good, ask them to share it. And, you know, with a couple of other strategies that we've implemented, we've been able to hit, you know, very, very high numbers in regards to five stars. That doesn't mean that you're 100% going to get the sign up. What it does mean is you're probably going to get the click first. If my school has 200 five-star reviews and the school right next door has 20, the parent is probably going to be more uh, you know, apt to click on mine just because of the sheer vast number. And COVID made this more true than ever. Um, when, when Cruz was born, my son Cruz was born on March 3rd. So two weeks right before the pandemic happened. Okay. And we were very blessed that my entire family got to be in the hospital. It, you know, they didn't start saying only one person could be in the room just yet, but we were obviously very nervous having an infant, a newborn in the house in this whole pandemic and didn't know the extent of what the pandemic was going to be. And the thought of going to the grocery store was like, we're not going to go to the grocery store. You know that we're not, I'm not going to put my wife in that position or me go there and potentially bring something home. So guess what we started doing? We started ordering our groceries online and yep. guess what? We still order our groceries online. And now that we have it, you know, it's, we're blessed to be able to, you know, be able to do that. Uh, but like, not going to go to the grocery store anymore. So that COVID single-handedly changed something that my family does on a weekly basis. And it did that for a lot of other families as well. And internet sales skyrocketed in 2020 because of it. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of interesting to see how, a lot changed over the last year. And like you said, it has to do with your mindset. You can either decide not to do anything about it or say, oh, I'm too old or I'm not smart enough and not do anything, you know, or you can put in the work and you can do the research and then, you know, you can uh, benefit from, you know, the actions that you took. So, Hey, Chris. So what's your thought? Do you think uh, getting the Google virtual tour, that service that you pay for, will that help your ranking at all? Yeah, so um, Google loves pictures, all right? And pictures are something that you should be updating your Google right. My Business listing on, uh, I mean, really like every week if you can dump pictures in there. And, and it's not just like, doesn't need to be some high quality professional, like authentic right. pictures. People wanna see like, what is this place really like? Um, so there are companies that will come out and they will do like a 3D tour of your, of your business. We have that done. Um, we paid somebody to come out and do that. And I do think it is a service that's worth it. 
Um, I know it's something that I use when I look at a business and I see they have the three. I think it's just the coolest thing. Like I can literally see your entire business by clicking here and it, it moves me forward. And then I click over here and it turns to the side. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's probably going to be around three to eight, uh, 300 to 500 bucks is usually what I see, um, you know, to have them come out and do that. And, um, you know, I mean, if you have it in your, your budget, it will help to optimize your Google My Business listing because Google wants to see more pictures and more videos. And that's what you're ultimately going to be adding in. Cool. So this one I get a lot and, and I just shake my head. I know it's real obvious, but you know, I just want to throw it by you just for that extra reinforcement. I have a black belt student that seems to know the way around TikTok and Snapchat, and they are offering to do posts for my school. Is this a good idea? Yeah, I think it, it can be a slippery slope. Um, I think there's a lot of inappropriate content on, I mean, really on all platforms, but, you know, especially on TikTok and Snapchat. And if you provided very specific guidelines that somebody was going to be overseeing, then potentially I would consider it. I just think that spending your time on the platforms where parents are, and that's not TikTok, um, is really a better use of your time. I think so too, you know, and we are the storyteller of our business, the architect. And the more we hone our message, the better we'll become on video, the better we'll become at writing posts, the better we'll become at all these things. I mean, we're all white belts in social media when we start. And if we put the time into it, I believe we offer ourselves a better positioning because it's, it has a sense of authenticity and transparency when you, the owner, have the ability to make Post that engage and connect your your avatar. You know, so I'm I'm passionate about that. That's right. We don't outsource it. Somebody asked me then I posted that video. I said, well, because I think Chris is giving us really good information, and and I've been around this game long enough, and I think it's important that hopefully everyone's inspired to at least go out there and educate themselves. And then when you launch that new course, um, we'll definitely be on board. I'd love to take you new, and I heard nothing but good things about the last one. Uh, so, what stats should I pay attention to? to make sure my social media is working. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there's kind of, uh, you know, two avenues, you have your paid ads and then you have your organic ads, right? So in regards to your organic um, stats, you can find those by going to your business page and going to insights. So it's going to be on the left-hand column and, you know, there's a lot of different data that Facebook has um, what I would recommend doing, and can I, do you want me to share the screen yeah, here? Or, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm going to let you take this over. Uh, awesome. Multiple participants can share the screen. Beautiful. So let me just go ahead and share my screen here. So I've got this pulled up. Can you see my screen, sir? Yes, ma'am. Okay, <laughs> awesome. So this is the, the page insights, and there's a lot of different areas that you can click on. But on the overview... Um, it's going to give you uh, your standard your last seven days. Okay, so um, if you're not seeing a ton of data, it's because this will typically be on the last seven days. So I went ahead and pulled up the last 28 days. And as you can see, it's giving me these different stats in regards to the actions that were taken on the page. Like that means did people click on a button? Did they, you know, click on my website? Those are the different actions that they took. And again, there's a lot of data here, but what I think is the most important for school owners to look at are your posts. These are the actual posts. So about halfway down the page, if I click on see all posts, it is going to give me a breakdown of all of the different posts we have. 
And again, math is the path, right? I want the data to show me what is the type of content that my audience is um, engaging with the most, okay? Now, if you look at just our post today, it was a very basic post that, um, you know, it's a little girl smiling and it says like, this is our Fry-Yay face, okay? Just kind of a cute little, uh, you know, brand awareness post, okay? Nothing boosted, not a whole, whole lot of engagement here. This exact post, if I would have done this a year and a half to two years ago, would have probably yielded around 25 to 30 reactions, okay? And the reason why I bring that up is to show you how much reach has been pulled back. This photo only reached 95 people. We have, I think, I don't know, 5,000 followers on our page. So it's very, very limited. Now, let me show you a, a, a post over here that was not boosted. Wow. And it was this really great image that I saw a school owner post and it compared martial arts to swimming lessons and how swimming lessons are a life skill, which I think any parent would agree is a non-negotiable. I don't know any parent that would say, I don't want my child to know how to swim. And it's this really powerful image of, you know, somebody with their head above water and jellyfish around them in this martial arts uniform that basically stated martial arts is very similar to swimming and that it's a life skill and it should be a non-negotiable in your house. Okay. This performed very well. It reached 1500 people, 15 times what my today's post did. So what this really tells me is one longer form content. People really resonated with this longer form content and they resonated with this because it's deep. Like this is a very, very deep post to compare swimming to martial arts because there is gonna be a time where your child is going to be put in a bully type of situation, okay? Um, and that they speak was- from the parent. They're speaking as a parent. Right. Exactly. It's non-negotiable exactly. in my house. I mean, that's powerful. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so this is not a video. Here, it's not a video. No, it, look at look what it got. That's that's very cool. It's not, you know, and then you have something like this. That is a video that I did boost. All right. Um, I, you know, I don't remember exactly how much, maybe I don't know, 20 bucks. Um, it was a video and it's reached about one point three thousand people. All right. So boosting it does show that you're going to get better reach, right? I mean, this got 123, this got 490, this hit that thousand mark. So I think this is going to be the best area for school owners to so look Chris, at. Chris, why is the engagement higher on your video one, but it's lower on that, um, the, 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 the other one you showed me, you know, with the swimming one? Why is the engagement, what would be your take on that if I was looking at that as a school owner, right? Because it was boosted, um, because I put money behind it, uh, potentially, you know, you got to remember, how does Facebook know who to show it to? Facebook knows who to show it to based off of the behaviors that they've made on Facebook. Like Facebook knows every single place you have clicked, every, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> creepy, guys, and that's why this whole iOS 14 update is happening. So when you boost a post, you're paying Facebook to get you more engagement. So they're going to show it to people that have a history of liking and hearting and commenting. 
So, you know, again, there's lots of different insights in there, but I think the most powerful one to look at is going to be your posts and your audience is going to tell you the type of content that they like. So give them more of that content, give them what they are looking for. Well, and and I think what's cool about that is then you get into like this rhythm, you'll get this feel of what's working, what's not, you know, it's ironic because I've, I've made a real point, um, we had in-house social media person, and now I decided to hop back into it myself a lot harder as, as we realign our brands and do different things. And the first thing my team did, and they're relatively young, they're in their 20s to 30s. And the first thing they said is go over here and look. And it's exactly what you just said. They took me and said, well, look at this, look at this thing. And I went, wow, how simple is that? You know, but it is because you look at this page and just like, oh, it's freaking overwhelming. But if they know they can just look at that one section and then they get, okay, great. I want to do more posts like this. I want to boost things more like that. Do you think, but if you do that, it'll get saturated and then your audience will need something else. If I do a bunch of like that, you know, and and I get it written. So it's a very cerebral person here. We have more PhDs per capita than anywhere in the United States. So I believe written a long form actually has a a little more legs. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it just, it depends on the the person and the type of content they like to consume. So me personally, um, I, uh, you know, I I went to college um, on a, on a full scholarship. I consider myself a, you know, uh, just a, just a a really great student. Um, And I personally, instead of watching a video, I would rather read long form content. That's me. Most other people you ask, they're like, I don't want to read that novel. Just have me watch a video. So that's why it's important to have a variety of visual mixes that you're putting out because not everybody likes to read. Not everybody likes videos. So we'll give them a little bit of everything. And one of my favorite business quotes is all you need is marketing and innovation. And um, it's it's a quote by Peter Drucker. And I, I truly believe that we need to be constantly innovating what's happening in our schools, evolving, making it better and not just say, oh, that's the way my instructor did it. So that's the way that I'm going to do it. Right. We need to be innovating. COVID taught us that. And then we want to get that message across to people, which is your marketing. Yeah. And if people don't know who Drucker is, he's a Harvard, Harvard professor, very well known, well known. And he's the one who said that culture eats strategy for breakfast. And that was one great quote. Yeah, it's, it's great, great quote. Now, so again, we're on two different sides of the, the, the nation here. And look at the thinking, you guys. You, 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 you have to understand innovation is so important in your business and in your life as a human being. Otherwise, I'd still be sitting there never on a personal computer or using a cell phone. If we're not willing to innovate, and of course, there's the yin to the yang. You want that life balance. There's times that phone goes away, that computer goes away. But if you're afraid of that, I think you're never going to be able to help your business. And that's really what this is about. So we're trying to get our message out to people, right? And we can't do that simply by farming it out all the time. There's a certain amount of work you need to do yourself too. And the education, that, that, that's, that's what I dig about it, is the education that you're sharing with people is very real. I mean, because I stay on top of most of this stuff about 80% of the time. And it was just good meat and potatoes, no BS. And, and, and I'm very impressed by that. So one more question. And, and, and then I'm going to let you go. But hey, anytime you want to come back, you just hit me up and say, hey, Brandon, I want to share stuff with people. Can I help on for five minutes? You've got an awesome. Uh, anytime you want, Chris, you have an open spot. Thank here. you. Everybody, 
All Chris got to say, hey, I want to share five minutes with people. Boom, you can come right. on and have a spot anytime, anytime. So what do you think about stock photos and videos? Are they better than doing your own for ads and posts? That, yeah, great question. Um, and any marketer is going to tell you that you've got to test it. All right, you've got to test a stock image in a video versus an authentic. But my school of thought and what we have seen with running hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of Facebook ads for martial arts schools, not only in the United States, in Canada, Australia, in the UK, is that the majority of the time, authentic images and videos outperform stock images and videos. The only time I would use a stock image or video is if I just did not have a quality authentic image or video. And the only reason why you wouldn't have a quality authentic image or video is if because you still owned a flip phone because the new phones are very high quality. You can take professional level pictures and videos on your smartphone. So I really don't think that there is a reason. Um, I will say that the one of the biggest hurdles for us as a marketing agency, knowing that we want to use authentic images and videos, is getting the school owners to do that. Sometimes it can be pulling teeth. And we've tried to make it as easy as possible. Here's the script. Here's the app. Here's what to wear. Here's where to stand in your school. Here's the type of energy. Here's an example of the video that we would like for you to shoot. And unfortunately, not all school owners um, see the value in it and can't force them to do it. So then what we have to do is we have to create videos based off of their pictures, right? We can turn their pictures into video slideshows so we can leverage the power of video. But video, I've been saying this for probably the last two to three years, it's a non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable. And I think the yeah. reason why school owners shy against doing Facebook lives and shooting videos is because it's outside of their comfort zone. And could you imagine if your student came up to you and said, yeah, you know, trying that jump kick is outside of my comfort zone. I'm just not going to do it. I mean, what would you tell your student, right? So as an entrepreneur, we've got to be leveling up our skill set, right? Video is not going anywhere. You're only going to have to use it more and more in your business. Uh, your competitors are using it. So 100% authentic images and videos are going to beat out stock photos. And I think we learned that with the advent of the cell phone. I mean, how often do we watch footage on the, on the news or from a body cam on a police officer? It's low grade, but it's just so acceptable. You know, almost TikTok videos without filters and stuff. I mean, I just saw that most recent post that went crazy when Will Smith did the body, the dad. Oh my gosh, that was hysterical. Yeah, but all right. I mean, that's very humbling. Here's this A-list a actor going, look at my dad bod, you know, and he's not afraid to do that. I think that's important too. So again, I'm, I'm the same school of thought and I'm getting ready to get a, a GoPro camera. You know, I, I'm going to have one of those just handy because we're shooting all the time. We're constantly shooting and cultivating. It's so weird because it's almost normal. Parents expect it. It's no longer the stigma that used to be there three, four years ago when the parents are going, you know, you got a camera out in the class here, right? So we're always shooting content. And, and if you can do that, but I think before that, you have to have a very clear why. Who are you? You know, what's your message? Because I watch people post a lot of stuff and it's has no direction, has no continuity. It's pretty random. 
So to hone your story down as a storyteller of your business, I think that's crucial. So defining your why, your purpose statement, your core values, and shooting within in that, at least within that, you won't have that 16-year-old kid posting a picture, picture in your martial arts t-shirt, drinking a beer with some buddies in the park, right? Because you have a set of core values and, and a platform that you build upon. Because we are storytellers. And within the advent of fake news and misinformation and all the rest, I read a stat that some alarming number, like 85, 90% of people don't believe anything they see on the internet. Some crazy number. So if we had that opportunity, I would definitely deal with a photo that maybe is not super high resolution with the smoke blowing and the lights and all that stuff, because it's, it's transparent and it will cut yes. like the knife. It will. So Chris, take us out. Take us out. What, what do you want to leave us with today? God, I wish we had three more hours. <laughs> Yeah, and again, you know, thank you for the invite. Happy to, to come back at, at any oh, point. You. Um, you know, I think that there are, we'll, we'll leave with this. There are three mistakes that not just martial arts school owners make, business owners in general, um, that I've seen just happen over and over again, okay? Uh, mistake number one is not hiring a mentor, all right? And I'm not here to tell you which mentor to go find because Certain mentors are going to work better for certain people, depending on do your core values align, right? So you, you got to find a mentor. I think that's mistake number one that, uh, you know, business owners don't make. Find somebody who's done it, been there, and listen to what they say and stop messing up the recipe. Don't take their recipe and say, oh, that's got chocolate chips, but I want raisins instead. Follow exactly what they say to do. Um, number two is I don't think school owners hire fast enough. I know that um, when I first started my martial arts school, it was the mindset of I'm going to do everything. I can do it all. And you ultimately become the bottleneck of, of your company. And I think that's another huge mistake that, that business owners make. And then the third mistake is not reinvesting into their marketing. I know that the first quarter, just with working with a lot of the clients in Maya, um, there were a lot of record months occurring, um, you know, for, for schools in a lot of different states that, you know, I'm in Florida. We've been open since June of 2020, right? A lot different story than, than you know, you. But there are other states that are finally starting to remove the restrictions. The vaccines are, are coming out and people are seeing record months and enrollments and leads and, and income. And my recommendation is if you are in that position, pour the fuel on the fire. Do not take your foot off the gas, drive it down because one, it's not going to last forever. And two, if you're not seeing that, my question to you is, well, what marketing strategies do you have in place? And saying, Chris, we're running Facebook ads. That is not a marketing strategy. Okay. A strategy is a cohesive plan that works together. And I teach seven levels of and get you what, Chris? Quantifiable results. Yes, absolutely. Because a 10-year-old can post. That's, that's yes. one, I've, I've used it like several times since you said that. Get that? A 10-year-old can post, you guys. So posting is not it. And you can't just give your social media over to someone because they post a lot. If they don't have a strategic plan, you know, based upon your why and who you are, they get you quantifiable results. Exactly. So, you know, again, look at your marketing and make sure that it's a cohesive strategy. It's not just, oh, we ran Facebook ads and that didn't work. Because again, you know, I think everybody is looking for that. Just give me that one thing that's going to bring 20 new students in. Well, if that one thing fails, then you have no new students coming in. 
So make sure that you're hitting those different levels of marketing. If anybody needs help, please reach out, send me a Facebook message. I offer a free marketing audit. Like there's, there's no pitch. There's no, it's just me trying to help school owners. And if you need a marketing audit, you know, just somebody to look at your digital footprint, shoot me a DM. We'll hop on a Zoom. I'll audit your Facebook page. If you're running ads, your ads. We'll look at your Google My Business listing. And we'll also see where you rank on the search engine results page. And I can tell you the things that you're doing well and the areas that you need improvement. Why do I offer that? Because I want to be in your mental Rolodex if there's ever a time that you consider outsourcing your ads. Cool. Hey, Chris, thank you so, so much. Everybody stay there. You know, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much, everybody. Give thank Chris you, sir. Hand, put it in the comments. Give her lots of love. And, and you know how to find Chris, right? If you want to post it in that comments for me and, and any um, websites, anywhere they can catch you, just go ahead and stick it. in the chat. Yes, sir. And put them all in there. Okay. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. All right. All right, man. That was pretty freaking cool. Um, you know me, I mean, I've always been a giver, you know, that's, that's really what I'm about 24, seven, 365. Anybody who's worked with me, who knows me, that's, that's where I live and die from. And, and what I really dig because life needs to be that balance, right? You know, it needs to be that balance. What, what I love so much about listening to Chris and I've listened to Chris more in the past month than I probably haven't in ever. Ever and that Chris gives. There's a yin to the yang, right? I'm gonna give because I want to be in your mental Rolodex. So think about that. You know, when you're out in the community, can you just give to give because it's the right thing to do? Can you give to give because it is? You are planting seeds and putting yourself in people's mental Rolodexes. I think that's important. And any of my clients, gracefully, grateful, I can say, have done homework. They've been on a call with me. They've seen me speak somewhere. And I've given tenfold. And if you give just to give without, well, you know, can I manipulate this relationship? Because somehow, some way, I got to get something out of it. That's the problem with me, which is strict sales. It's about closing the deal. It's about getting you to sign on the bottom line. And it doesn't really cultivate a relationship. And that's why most salespeople, you go back to them three months later to talk to them. They're not there, right? They're simply not there. So my head's just spinning. I, I, I learned a lot today and I want to continue to cultivate that with you. So before we wrap up today, we're not giving away nothing. I think we gave you a lot. We gave you Chris today and she just gave, gave and gave some more. But I want to take the opportunity to thank my sponsors. First of all, my studio, again, Tule and the gang, you know, they're a huge part of our innovation as well. We're not even running with a front desk anymore in Millbrae. It's a kiosk style environment. People come in, they simply have already signed up for a lead through our app or they sign up for a trial. We get them right into class. They sign up for a membership through their phone. We really want to condition them. People are so app-based. Don't think that's bad service. It is what is today. So people are signing up all the time through our app. That, that's a given. And then Kids Love Life Skills, our clients list are blowing up. More and more people are partnering with us. If we've learned anything during this pandemic, if you want to be that added value, right? And not just that extracurricular activity for a kid, you need to become a life skills educator. And Kids Love Life Skills is your partner to achieve that. And of course, my sister at LC Accounting, I know she worked with Chris too, I found out. She works with me, she worked with Chris, she worked with Steven Reinstein. There's three kudos right there. Steven Reinstein, Chris Rodriguez, and Brandon Buiso, all three work with LC accounting. So it's a powerful thing. And it's something I think you should definitely look at. And then I, as I shared the four day event for it's time 
live change is sold out. We do have the two-day event. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. And if we can't make it happen in November because of the pandemic, everybody gets a refund. All that money's gone into a separate account. It's just sitting there. But I'm super confident we just opened up in San Francisco. No masks indoor for the kids when they're training. We still have to wear a mask, practice social distancing. But it's looking great in California. Large majority of people are vaccinated. And I truly believe November will happen. And change is important. Change now more than ever, folks. We need change. Change is happening. And that's what's causing businesses to fold their inability to change their mindset, to shift. And to me, change is the key to success. I live and die by the changes I make in my life on a daily basis. And I'm all for change. And in order to do that, you need the mindset of growth. A growth mindset embraces change. So I'm really, really big on that. And I'll continue to cultivate that. And this event change is all going to be about all the changes that, in summary, from the time we got locked down March 16th to where we are today, I really believe, you know, next year in 2022, things are going to blow up in a whole different way. And if you're not prepared for that in your mindset with your team, you know, that's one of the great things Krishna said, you know, you've got to be hiring way before you need to hire people. You need to be cultivating that so you're ready for this growth. I really believe the positioning and timing of its time life change is crucial for the person who wants to be successful in 2022 moving forward. So think about joining for that as well for its time life change. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, folks, what can I say next week? Oh, yeah. You know who's coming out next week? Roland Osborne. Did I say, oh, God, man, I got to get that one in there. Next week, who do I have? I know, right? Brandon Gleese is bringing people on his show. You know, when there's something good going on, you can always count on me to be on the tip of that, the disruption of that. So next week, we have Roland Osborne. He's coming out to hang out with me for the show. That's Friday, May 14th, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here at Success Never Sleeps. So I want to thank Marco for holding down the comments. We didn't get to a lot of them because we were just in a rhythm with Chris. And, and anytime somebody like that, I'm, 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 yeah, she's an innovator. She's definitely a disruptor and I'm very grateful. I'm very humbled that Chris chose to share her valuable time with us today on the show. Cool, cool, cool. Hey folks, I am Brandon Belisto as always. Thank you. Put it in the comments. I, I, I wanna thank everybody for being here today. I wanna make sure I do that before I take off. Where are you at? Where are you at? Who's there? Let me just hop into this corner, okay? Cause I wanna make sure that I say goodbye to everybody. Cause like my mama said, that would be rude. Adam, what's up, Adam, all the way in the UK. Let me just jump over here really quick. Put it in there and give me a kudos. Let me, hey, what's up, Adam, Letitia. Whoa, 50 comments. There's a lot of people here today. Please let me know that you're here today. I want to say hi to you. Marco, James, Jim and Connie, Conrad. Give everybody a shout out. Letitia, Jason, Kat. Did I miss anybody? Mish, Sensei Mish, Chris put in her, her, her uh, web address there to connect Jason Smith. Johnny Morris, what's up, Johnny? Cool, cool, cool. Just want to make sure I do that because that's super important to me to always stay close to all the people that support the disruptive movement. Uh, find me everywhere. You'll, you'll find me where? Anybody know where you can find Brandon Beliso? Right here every Friday, right? Easy enough. Nah, you can find me at so many different places. Let me let me throw that in there too. Make sure I don't miss that on that. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Find me at Instagram, Facebook. Join our Disruptor Facebook group. Powerful group. You want to be a part of that. 
a lot of disruptive thinking. Find me at LinkedIn, Pinterest, for everything else, please go to brandonbeliso.com. All righty, folks, I got to hop on to my next call. I have uh, my mentoring group's going to meet. So my mentoring group, go over to that page. I'll see you there in a second. I'm Brandon Beliso again. This is Success Never Sleeps. Until we talk again, what are we going to go out there and do? Live your best life. <music>